On this week's episode of the Swearwolves, robots in the future fuck shit up. the swearwolves horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david i'm alan alan how are you i'm all right how about you alan you're tired you look sleepy you look i work hard you want to go mimis Mimis. (laughs) well this is your episode is it yeah this is your episode my friend what do i win you win the chance to pick the two movies we're going to discuss this week. Well, that's not possible. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I already chose them, you moron. <laughs> well, that's what you won. No, okay. Won it. It's already happened. Great. It's, it's, a, it's a time conundrum, my friend. Mm. You won it, and you got it. Mm. Like Ariana Grande, you won it, you got it. Mm-hmm. Who's that? You know who Ariana Grande I is, you know. fucking yeah. freak. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know who Ariana Grande is? Uh, she's a singer. Yeah. Yeah. And an actress. Oh, she's an actress too? She was in a lot of Disney shows. Well, I wouldn't know. Okay. Well, no. I have kids. No. <laughs> but she's a singer now and she's got a song. I want it. I got it. You like my hair? Gee, Gee thanks. thanks. Just, just bought, bought it. it. No. Oh, well, it's very good. Yep. She bought a house just for the closet. Well, I'm sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. Yeah, it must well, be nice. I like Ariana Grande. Yeah. She's all right. Yeah, well, I'm all right with her. Cool. She's like 12. Well, she's a little cutie. She's not 12. She's like in her 20s, but... Yeah, let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be very clear. All I said was she was cute. I didn't say that I wanted can be to do cute. anything. Yeah. 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 Well, Mary-Kate and Ashley, <laughs> they were cute. Yeah. Not so much now after they killed Heath Ledger. Oh, um, snap. Alan, you chose the films this week. Right. What was the impetus behind you choosing these films? Well... Both films were released in 1990. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, and both feature a theme of killer robots. That is true. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first movie we're going to discuss, actually, um, is a movie you've talked to me and David about, um, I think, on um, the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. And then... Um, in the robots episode, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, we did a we did a robots episode. It was the chopping mall, yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, honestly, you can never have enough killer robot movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we came over to David's house today, he was actually watching RoboCop two. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the end of RoboCop one. Yeah. yeah, when the credits were rolling when we walked in. <laughs> um, I don't know if you were actively watching it, but it was on Cinemax. <laughs> yeah, they walked in and I was weeping. <laughs> yeah. Such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so RoboCop one. Sad. So I was ugly crying. It's like Romeo and Juliet, but with robos cops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first movie is called Class of 1999. Now, this is a sequel to kind of in spirit, I guess. Kind of a sequel, yeah. Same Uh, director. Same director. Um, 
And the roles are reversed. To Class of 1984. Right. Which was a movie in the 1980s. Yeah. Um, Class of 1999, directed by Mark L. Lester. Um, Like I said, he directed Class of 1984. He also directed Commando, Firestarter, Hmm. and Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, I'll be damned. Uh, It was written by C. Courtney Joyner, who also wrote Puppet Master 3. And then Puppet Master The Legacy and also Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. Oh, wow. Classics. Amongst other things. Yeah. Uh, it stars Bradley Gregg. You might not know him by his name, but uh, if you ever saw the movie Stand By Me, he played Eyeballs. Ah. Yeah. He was also in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He's the guy who gets. Uh, oh, shit. He's the puppet kid? Puppet kid. Yep. Yeah. Ah. And he was also in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at the beginning part. Yeah. Is he one of the Boy Scouts? No. He's one of the guys who's working for the guy who steals back the cross of Coronado. Oh, ah, okay. And he's like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Who's that guy? Yeah, that kid. <laughs> That's Bradley Gregg. Wow. Uh, Tracy okay. Lind, John P. Ryan, Pam Greer, uh, Joshua Miller, Stacy Keach, and Malcolm McDowell, amongst yeah. other people. So on paper, it's a pretty good cast, pretty decent cast. I mean, a pretty good cast if we're going by all-time... Um, right, like career... Career stuff, but in 1990... This was a cast of B movie legends. Yeah, Pam Greer was pretty much nobody at this time. Like her, her time had passed. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. I mean, I guess we could say like, I mean, he was in Clockwork Orange. He's still a cult status. Cult status. Uh, Stacy Keach. He was uh, Mike Hammer for the longest time. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he was um, or was he Mike Hammer? Yeah, he played a detective. He was on TV. Yeah, he played a detective on TV. And like I said, Bradley Gregg, uh, who was that kid. Stacy Keach is in a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah. He is. He is. I graduated with Stacey high school Keech. in 1999. <laughs> I just want to start this episode off by just reminding people that this movie, this is exactly what 1999 looked like. Exactly. It was exact. It you graduated high school in 1999? I did. Yeah. Wow, you're young. Yeah. Voted best hair. Yeah. <laughs> As we noted earlier. Yeah. I was a sophomore in 99. Oh, Alan's a Adorable. 2000. Alan's a millennial. Adorable. I am, actually, but uh, I, I feel like I'm on the cusp, really. Yeah, do you think you're like Gen X slash millennial? Yeah, because I... I re- do you think you relate more to Gen X? I relate more to Gen X. Like Gen X music? Like, when I think about Gen X, it's very much so about the music. Yeah, there was, and there wasn't as much technology. Yeah. No, it was kind of like that generation. Now, see, technically, I guess, and I'm the oldest of us three, not by, I mean, obviously, not by much. Aren't you, you're Gen X. Technically, I'm Gen X. Yeah. But I could also, I'm on the cusp of being kind of towards the millennials, too, because. Well, you're very, you guys are very into technology. Well, if you think about millennials were the ones who, like, became adults, like, around the turn of the century. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was 22 when 2000 hit. I was 15. So I was like yeah. still young. But 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 again, the Gen X thing, like I didn't grow up with technology. I didn't grow up with the internet, let's say. Right. But when I became like, you know, in high school or right out of high school is when the internet first started for me mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> became popular. Yeah. But um, yeah. Mm. So you're born in 81? 80. 80. 
Yeah. And you graduated in 99? Yeah. Fucking late. Uh, so was September of 1980. No, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was born like just a few weeks after the cutoff, I think. So just I was kidding. one of the older kids in my grade. You were 25 <laughs> when you graduated? You're like, I was born in 67. Uh-huh. <laughs> graduated in 1999. I've been going to this school for 30 years. Bang, zoom, the world. All right. Um, well, <clears throat> the beginning of this movie kind of opens up and I'm going to use this word probably quite a bit when we talk about these two films, dystopian yeah. uh, society. Uh, in the 1990s, the violence in schools has gotten so bad that there are certain areas where the police won't even go. These areas are called fire-free zones. And there is a section of Seattle that is one of these areas. It is now 1999, and uh, the Department of Education Defense, which is a new department that <laughs> yeah. the government has created... Uh, which has been working with a company called Megatech. Uh, the head of Megatech is Dr. Bob Forrest, who's played by Stacy Keach, and he is piloting a program at John F. Kennedy High School. He's got some gnarly uh, white contact lenses. He does. Yeah, and and a and a, and a great. It's white, a cool look. Um, ponytail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> with like a mullet. Yeah, it's a strange uh, mullet strange. ponytail. Yeah. Um, but he is going to be using repurposed military robots as teachers. And he introduces these robots to a group of individuals, uh, one of them being the principal, who's played by Malcolm McDowell. Uh, they are Mr. Bryles, who is the PE teacher, Mr. Harden, who is the history teacher, and Miss Connors, who is the chemistry teacher. Uh, Miss Connors is Pam Greer. The other mm-hmm. two are other two people. Um, the idea is that with the assistance of these new robot educators, the crime and unruliness at JFK High is going to be eliminated. Now, I want to bring up something. Like, this movie was made in 1990. It's talking about violence in high schools. Mm-hmm. Well, it's talking about 1999. What's one thing that happened in 1999? Columbine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. violence in high schools actually was a problem. And it was made national. Um by the events that happened well, in Columbine. It wasn't a constant problem. That that was an isolated in, incident. But, but I think it became nationally it known became, and it became yeah. increasing in at least Well, yeah, you got Columbine and Sandy Hook and Well, and then even just last weekend yeah. at a yeah, fucking well, Walmart yeah. a few weeks right? ago. Uh well, I guess by the time this airs, <laughs> by the time this airs, it'll be a few weeks ago, but um you know, gun violence has been at least as far as it's being reported on the rise. Mm-hmm. And so this movie was making note of that. Yeah, there's some, I mean, we'll get into reviews, obviously, but there's some things in this movie that have sadly aged well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So meanwhile, while this is happening, we get introduced to Cody Culp, who is played by um, Bradley, Bradley Gregg. Um, and he's being released from prison, and he is met at the exit by his little brother, Angel, who is played by Joshua Miller, who I want to bring up something. I'm going to have a lot of side notes on this. Sure. But uh, jo- Joshua Miller, this guy and his partner, wrote the movie The Final Girls. Yeah. He was also the kid in uh, Near Dark. I think yeah. in that movie. Yeah. yeah. He, was a, he was a child actor. Yeah. Um, very, very um, distinguished look. Like, you could pick him out. Oh, yeah. And, and a distinct uh, speech pattern. Yep. But uh, him and his partner are writers now. Yep. And like I said, they wrote Final Girls. They wrote a couple other films, too. So uh, Final Girls is a movie we reviewed and we really liked. So go check that one out. Anyway, um, so he's met at the exit by his little brother, Angel. Um, and, and Sonny. His best friend, Sonny, who's yeah. played by Darren E. Burroughs, who, another side note, he was on the show Northern Exposure. 
if you ever saw that show. He played Ed. Mm-hmm. But his dad was Billy Drago, who just passed away. But he was an actor. He was Frank Nitti in The Untouchables. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you remember the movie Brian De Palma's The Untouchables? Yeah. He was Frank Nitti. He was the asshole. I know Billy Drago passed away. Yeah, Billy Drago just passed away this year, like uh, June. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty sad. But anyway, that's his son who plays Sonny. They Mm. look exactly alike. They do. Interesting. Because when I was watching this movie, I was like, holy shit, is that that same guy? (laughs) But anyway, uh, basically, Cody tells Angel and Sonny that he's not into drugs anymore. You know, he's been to prison. He's kind of rehabbed himself. Yeah, they want to get him high as soon as he's out. And he's like, I'm not about that. And And he doesn't want to be a gangbanger anymore. They're like, what the hell's going on with you? And and Angel's excited because uh, he's going to get initiated into their gang, the Blackhearts. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's... During this time where they're in the car that Cody drives through the Razorheads, who is the opposition gang. Yeah, rival gang. Um, They drive through their turf and a car chase ensues. And then Cody uh, gets the best of the Razorheads and the the Razorhead guy crashes or whatever. But now they're in school and Cody is approached by his old gang, the Blackhearts. And he lets them know that he's not into that anymore. And they all call him a wuss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, come on, Angel, let's go. Yeah, they tell him, like, you know, you're not one of us anymore. Right. If you're and not one of us, you're against us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sonny, by the way, the cops start checking, or not the cops, the um, school guards start checking his yeah. car. And he gets all pissed off at him, and he gets carried away um, by the guards uh, because he puts up a stink. And he starts talking yeah. shit. Right. Um, they're in class now. Uh, in chemistry class, and two of the razor heads are fucking with some dude. Uh, Pam Greer shows up. She tries to calm him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, this is a chemistry class. Like chemistry <laughs> is a hard class, and it was an elective when I was in school. <laughs> like, why are these kids taking chemistry? Like, these are idiot gang members yeah. and punks. And why are they in this class? But anyway. Uh, they keep choking this kid and asking him for money. And he's already given him all the money he has, but they want more money out of him. I don't know uh-huh. like what they think is going to happen. Pull him up by his ankles and <laughs> start shaking him. Yeah. But Pam Greer is like, fuck you. And uh, she, yeah, she tries to stop, right? And the guy yeah. tells her to fuck off. Yep. And they start to mess with her and then she fucks him up. She digs her heel right into his foot. Yeah. She put, throws yeah. one of the kids across the room. And then, yeah, she digs the heel right into the yeah, foot of the... Yeah, she stomps him into compliance. Yeah. yeah. They all sit in their seats. Um, the people at Megatech are watching this happen yeah. in the basement. They can see through the uh, view of, yeah. of the robots. Of the robots yep. yeah. um, we can also see like the robots' like decision-making process. It's like Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're looking like, what should I do? Like, <laughs> Option A, option yeah. B. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we go to history class now, and two more guys start fighting in history class. So the history teacher grabs them. Um and yeah. he spanks him. He gives him a good spanking with some uh, spanks like, both of them with some <laughs> punching sound effects like yeah. like slaps like <laughs> and the the class is just taken aback by it. Yeah, they're, they're like, "What like, the? Fuck? I would do the same thing. Be like, that's a that's a person getting spanked." Yeah, exactly. Um, Cody meets uh the new chick, Christy. Yeah, she um, happens she, to be the principal's daughter. Yeah. She's Malcolm McDowell's daughter. Uh, they seem to like each other, but the Blackhearts tease him. Yeah, as he's walking down the hall talking to her. Um, and they're like, oh, you're dating her or whatever. Anyway, Cody and Angel drive home, and they see that Sonny is, had been beaten up by security. Sonny says that he needs some drugs, uh, a specific drug called Edge, mm-hmm. and Angel goes and steals them from another room from his mom. 
who in turn comes out and starts yelling at Angel. She's a junkie, too. That she wants her drugs back. And then Angel points out that Cody is back home from prison. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. And they all start arguing <laughs> over drugs. Yeah. And Cody's pissed off. And he goes outside. Yeah. He he hates, you know, what uh, what things, the way things are. Yeah. He mm-hmm. doesn't like this where they live. I mean, it's a shitty town. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Seattle's a great place, actually. Have you guys <laughs> ever been? I have not. Oh, mm-hmm. Seattle's a wonderful town. I loved it. I, I went there. Uh, it was it was in June, so it stayed light really late. Yeah, because it's farther north. Didn't rain at all while I was there. Nice. The weather was just beautiful, and I just I just loved it. But anyway, this Seattle in 1999, <laughs> not <success>. so much. <laughs> um, anyway, he goes out to his motorcycle for a ride. Now we're back to the next day at school, and Christy is getting harassed by one of the. Um, Razor heads. Yeah, he's like trying to rape her. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he is trying yeah. to rape her. Assaulting her. Cody sees it, and he beats the shit out of the gang member. The PE teacher, who's yeah. a robot. Comes, Mr. Bryles. Yeah, Mr. Bryles comes out, and he drags Cody away to the principal's office. Puts him in a full Nelson, mm-hmm. takes him away. He does, man. <laughs> he's like fucking Hercules Hernandez on that shit. Uh, the principal tells Cody that he violated his probation. But he won't report it due to the fact that Cody did save his daughter from being raped. And now yeah. I'm thinking, what a fucking dick at this point. Like the principal, like he tells Cody how the boy he beat up, like had to go to the hospital. And Cody's like, he yeah. was trying to rape your fucking daughter. Yeah. yeah. And the principal's like, well, well all that aside. All right, I'll let this one slide, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. Yeah. You could you could tell Malcolm McDowell's character as the principal was more concerned about reputation. Reputation yeah. and yeah. you know than anything else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the P- and, and Mr. Bryles is standing there. Yeah, Mr. Bryles is standing there, and uh, Malcolm McDowell is like, "Hey, you got to go to your next class. What is it?" And the PE teacher's like, "It's PE." He's like, "I believe it's PE." Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, so he Jesus. takes Cody to he takes him to gym class. Uh, meanwhile, one of the um, because the gym teacher starts beating Cody up. Well, first one of the black hearts is like the, doing pushups. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't do as many as the like he wants to do, yeah. him to do like two hundred or whatever it is. He's slapping on the mat. He's down there with him, and he's like, "Come on, come on!" You know, just yeah. pushing him. This black heart kid, he gets pissed off, so he sends everybody to the showers except for Cody. Yeah, Cody, he he calls back and he starts talking shit to him. But meanwhile, that black heart kid goes back to the locker room, he gets a gun, and he snorts some edge, mm-hmm. and then he grabs a gun. And he's like, "Fuck this dude!" And he goes out um, and confronts him. Well, meanwhile, the PE teacher is beating the shit out of Cody. Like he's wrestling him, yeah. Um, but like he's, he's also, fucking him up, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's not just wrestling him; like he's fucking. Him he's up. slamming him, and mm-hmm. the guy comes out. The Blackheart gang member comes out with a gun, and he's gonna shoot the PE teacher. But the PE teacher grabs the gun, turns the tide, and he breaks the kid's neck. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he just like Snap like nothing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and you and and while this is, we mentioned this earlier, there's there's technicians that are watching this. Yes, and there's two of them that they're they're in total shock. We're like, oh my god! Like he wasn't supposed to kill that kid, and Stacy Keach is like, well, wait a second. He was getting attacked by a gun. Yeah, he tries so to he justifies it. it. Yeah. yeah, which at some point you can be like, okay, well, it was either kill or be killed. Yeah, okay. At this point, for I, now, I guess I'm with you. Yeah, for now. <laughs> but we quickly get a change uh, because the next scene, Sonny shows up to history class late. And he's fucking hot. Yeah, he's fucked up. And the history teacher, who, mind you, again, is a robot. Yeah, Mr. He, Harden. Mr. Harden takes him to his locker, and he finds a bunch of drugs, which he shoves. He proceeds to shove yeah, in Sonny's he mouth. Like forces, but him, him, forces him to OD. <laughs> but remember how he opened the locker? He took his hand, yeah. and he literally just... 
yeah. pushed yeah. it through the locker door yep. and opened it. And Sonny was like, oh my God, what yep. the hell? Sonny knows something's up. But anyway, he feeds him the drugs and then he beats the shit out of Sonny. Yeah. Uh, like, doesn't he slam his head against the lockers? He does. Yeah. Yep. And Sonny dies. Yeah. Uh, Sonny neck, Sonny's necklace comes off in the teacher's hand and um, the teacher, Mr. Harden carries it back to class. Like and, he leaves Sonny dead. Yeah. And Cody notices, it. notices the necklace yeah. and he's mm-hmm. like, mm, that doesn't look right. Yeah. And they, they classify it as a, as an overdose. Right. Yeah. Yep. So the principal confronts Stacy Keach and he's like, Hey, what's going on? Sonny died. That other kid died. But Stacy Keach is like, Hey, these were necessary. Sonny's was a drug. Yeah, overdose. He's not worried at all. We need to cover this all up. Yeah. So at this point, Cody is convinced something's wrong. He, he believes that uh, Mr. Harden killed Sonny. Yeah. And so he goes to Christy. Yeah. Tries and to he says, her. Hey, you got to talk to your dad. And she goes to talk to her dad and the dad's like, nothing's going on. Yeah. So Cody gets pissed off. But the next day, he approaches Christy and he's like, hey, let's skip school. And she's like, skip school? Yeah. Whoa, what's that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? You never skip school? But he's like, let's skip school. And I found out that these three new teachers, they all live together. They all the live together because that's together. normal. Yeah. yeah. And so he realizes but there's that's something not to normal. It. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and so he's like, let's go to their house. So yeah. they go to their house and they snoop around. And it's smart because the way he knows where they live is when he was in the principal's office previously, he finds the directory. Yeah. And so he goes and um, they start looking around and like they find Pam Greer's like lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then a bunch of WD-40. It's like they're yeah. up to some kinky shit up in here. We got- <laughs> and But it's like she only has one bra and Christy goes... Why would she yeah. only have one bra? She's like, smart. Yeah. yeah. And this is a very smart thing. She's like, chicks don't have one bra. Yeah. Like, they sometimes... Have, they have lots of stuff. They have yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. why does she, she only says, have Yeah, this? women have stuff. And, he, and it was funny because he didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't know <laughs> He was like, I about. don't know. <laughs> um, but the teachers come home. Now, here's where I was questioning, like, why do the teachers come home so early? Like, shouldn't they be at school? Yeah, maybe it was a half like, day. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Early release. Early release. Yeah. But usually that means teacher conference. Yeah. Teacher, like, uh, in-service or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Have meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're married to a teacher, you know. When they have half days, they don't get half days. Yeah, they got full days. Yeah. Um, so the teachers see them, and they proceed to chase them. Now, Cody's on the motorcycle with Christy. The teacher's getting their, their fucking Lincoln Mark V or whatever the fuck they have. And they start chasing him on his motorcycle. Well, he drops Christy off and he's like, you go run. Yeah. And he leads them on a chase. Yeah. A uh, pretty good chase. He leads them to the docks. Right. Mm-hmm. And to which he wipes out, but they crash and they land Whee! into yeah. the water. They go into the drink. And he's like, they're fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but we see the teachers get out of the water and they're pissed. <laughs> And they come up with a plan. And they're like, we need to get our revenge. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cody goes home and he and Angel decide they're going to play a little b-ball. Yeah, they're bond- outside of the They're school. bonding. Yeah, and by that point, I think Angel had already been jumped into that gang, right? Yeah, there was a whole jump-in scene yeah. that I probably yeah. skipped. Yeah. Well, I did skip. Um, but anyway, Cody, uh, they're playing b-ball. And Cody's like, I got to go home to do some homework. And Angel's like, oh. <laughs> That's how he talks. Or Angel says that. But Angel's like, all right, you go play. And Cody, Cody leaves. But Angel is approached by the teachers while he's walking home. And uh, they proceed to kill him. Yep. <laughs> and they string him up, making it look like the razor heads were behind it. Right. Also, right after that, the teachers go to the Razorheads guy 
who's out getting pizza for the rest of the game. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. And they intercept him, yep. and they light him on fire, and they throw him through the window, making it look like the Blackhearts did it. Yeah. But don't they all the, they kill the pizza man, too, right? No, that was just the that was just the Blackhearts. Oh, okay, guy. okay. Yeah, the, yeah he yeah. was out like getting pizza for him because I think even the Blackhearts are back at the gang hangout. Okay, that makes more sense. When right. I saw, I was like, the pizza guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the it was the they sent the one dude out to go, to get, go pizza? get the pizza. Yeah, the Razorhead. The, some yeah. gang. Some gangster shit. Yeah, I need the Razorhead. Some, some pepperoni. Yeah, and so the Razorhead guy was like, "Why'd we send him out? He can't find his way around his asshole, or let alone <laughs> go get us pizza." And then he gets like tossed through the window. And he's lit on fire. Um, They're like, maybe I should have been nicer to him <laughs> in hindsight. So they make it seem like the Blackhearts behind the guy getting on fire. Yeah. The Blackhearts think the Razorheads are behind Angel's death. So then yeah. they decide we're going to have a fucking duel. Yeah. And Cody yeah. wants back in the gang so yep. he can get his revenge. He gets jumped back in. Like he yells at him. He's like, drop right back. It's a war zone. High it's, noon. It's very dramatic. It is. Yeah. Uh, so a gunfight happens. But the teachers show up. Yeah. And they start stealthily. And the gang members don't know. No, yeah. stealthily they start sneaking around and killing, killing off, all the gang killing yeah. heads and black hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't. And it's funny because they're there's you know they stand out, they stick out like a sore fucking thumb. Yeah. They're not like sneaking around. Yeah. They're literally look. They they're literally <laughs> and they don't look like the teachers. Punks, like, they're wearing teacher clothes. They're wearing teacher clothes. <laughs> He's working like a tweed jacket. Yeah. <laughs> In a pipe. I, I think Bryles still has a pipe. Yeah. yeah. No, Harden, Harden <laughs> Excuse does. Me. Harden. Yeah, Excuse Bry- me, young man. Bryles is the PE teacher, mm. so he looks like a PE teacher, but yeah, you're right. Harden like, has a pipe. There's <laughs> like um, one kid, like they pull him through a hole oh, and then and like break him in half. half. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. So Cody's the only one. He sees Harden, who's the history teacher, and he tries to shoot him, but he's not Harden's not affected by the bullets so Cody like bugs out of there and he grabs the remaining members he's like let's get out of here <laughs> so they leave yeah I, I love what he s- says he's like he's like what are you yeah and he tries to tell everybody about it and they're like get off of it dude it's yeah. not the teachers it's the fucking black arts yeah uh, or the razor heads excuse me and he's like no man it's the fucking teachers so all of a sudden both of the leaders of each gang, Cody, and then the leader of the um, Razorheads, who I forget his name. Yeah, um, I can't remember. But they get a phone call. Oh, Flavio, I think. Is it Flavio? I think so. Flavio sounds like <laughs> fat like, Fabio. Or Fabio. It was, yeah. it was, uh... <laughs> it was Flavio. No, Hector. Hector. Oh, Hector. <laughs> no, no. But there's another gang member named Flavio. Flavio. Who's the fat one? Right. Flavio. No, Flavio. But yeah, there's Hector. Oh yeah, you want to eat some chocolate off my nipples? <laughs> I can't believe it's not chocolate on your nipples. <laughs> it's That's cho- shit. It's chocolate under my balls. <laughs> That's not chocolate. Um, <laughs> so. So Hector gets a phone call seemingly from Cody. Cody gets a phone call seemingly from Hector. Now, Cody's smart enough. He goes, that wasn't Hector. Yeah, because why would he be at school? Why would he be at school? And why would he just call me out alone? Yeah. Something's up. So Cody convinces the rest of the kids uh, in the gang. He's like, this is the teachers. They're posing. And he's right. Yeah. It's the teachers. They're calling them and they're using, they're mimicking yeah. their using voice. their voices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Miss Connors kidnaps Christy. That's what I was just going to yeah. say. Uh, they kill the principal. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell gets his yeah, he throat gets killed. crushed. And, and Stacey Keach is right there. Stacey yeah. Keach is not a good guy. No. Like, not. we already need to know that. Yeah. Because look at his fucking, the whites of his eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is all of his eyes. All of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. It's and like, I think, well, shoot, him. <laughs> shoot him. Shoot <laughs> him. White of his ponytail. Uh, and I think it was around this time... Um, all the uh, all the scientists in the research 
area were all killed off too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, the ones that were monitoring them yeah. from the basement of the high school. Because because they were like, you know, these, they're supposed to perform like teachers, not not the military weapons that they once were. And, and, and Stacey Keach is like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck. Uh, so Cody tells, they, they get to the school and it's Cody and Hector. And then all of Hector's gang comes out, all of the Razorheads come out, and then Cody brings out all the Blackhearts. Yeah, and they, yeah. he unites them. And they start singing Beat It. They lock hands. Yes. But Cody goes, hey, fuck this, guys. We got to team up. And Hector's like, you're fucking insane. And he's like, I found Sonny's necklace. And apparently Sonny was liked by everybody, right? Because like... They're familiar with him. Yeah. They're all- everybody like thinks Sonny's cool. Uh, but they pull out his necklace, and, and Hector's like, you're right. <laughs> Sonny's necklace that proves is his everything. Necklace. <laughs> but uh, he tells He him, didn't lose that. He would never be the type to lose his necklace. <laughs> well, he said it was his mom's, and he's he clearly, would never clearly lose Clearly did. Yeah. Um, but he tells him that the teacher... Cody tells uh, the Razorheads how the teachers are responsible for everything. They're responsible for Sonny's death, for Angel's death, for their guy getting lit on fire and dying. And so the two gangs team up. And they decide that it'll be fun to actually go into the school and kill teachers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, but they also need to look for Christy because yeah. Christy's missing. And and they don't entirely know what to expect. They think they're just going to go in there and kill the teachers. Yeah. But little do they know that, that they're fucking. These are war machines. They're war machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R- war machines. Yeah. Um, so uh, I believe Hector and Cody first encounter the chemistry teacher. Miss Connors. Uh, Miss Connors. Yeah. And she like rips open her chest. And she's got like robot I think they, boobs. They try, yeah. yeah, they try to yeah. shoot her at first. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you see a little bit of like latex little, robot nipple. Little nipple. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> little not Pam Greer's boob, but mm-hmm. like yeah. a simulated boob. I wasn't all at all trying to look, but, but I <laughs> yeah. couldn't help but notice. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. Her arm becomes a flamethrower. Yeah, that's right. So they escape her. Uh, she's still alive though. Yeah, I think uh, she kills off a few of them. Yep. Cody finds Christy, and as he's trying to get her out, Mr. Harden, the history teacher, shows up. Cody shoots him in the face, and he blows away his whole fucking cranium. Yeah. Um, before he does that, that guy, doesn't he kill somebody with a drill or something? Yeah, I think yeah. so. He drills, right. he drills somebody. <clears throat> yeah. But Harden's the first teacher to, yeah, yeah. robot teacher to die. Uh, Cody and Christy then go to the chemistry room, because they're getting chased by Mrs. Connors, mm-hmm. and they turn on all the Bunsen burners. So that would make sense on why they made her a chemistry teacher, only to have a room full of Bunsen burners. To set up so they desk. set up <laughs> the fact that they lure Pam Greer into there, yeah. and then they light it on fire. She blows up. To which then there's the line, "Where's Connors? She's toast." Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love I love the other line. Yeah, he turns and that, winks at the camera. I love the line that he had. He says, "I guess I blew this course." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't love that one. And then he winks at the other camera. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, um, folks. Bryles, Bryles, his arm turns into a missile launcher. Oh, so Bryles comes out. Yeah, and he has half a rocket arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cody hotwires the school bus, school bus yeah. and then he runs over Bryles, the PE teacher, and he drives the bus into the school, which blows up the teacher, the bus, and part <laughs> the of the school. The whole school blows up. <laughs> so uh. now we got Hector and Cody and Christy, and they're all friends now, but they go to check and see if any other gang members are alive, but Bryles is still alive, the PE teacher. And he's like straight out of Terminator. They don't know he's yeah. alive yet, though. Yeah. But he's like crawling through, yeah. like like mm-hmm. the fucking. He's like a half robot. Yeah. T. Yeah. What is he? T eight hundred. To T eight hundred. T eight hundred. Yeah. So Stacy Keach comes out and he grabs the girlfriend. And he puts her at gunpoint. Uh, Christy. Yeah. And as they talk, 
like every other movie villain, Keach yeah. explains that he has to kill them all, <laughs> but before he can, I yeah. got. I'm going to tell you the entire <laughs> yeah. plot. And this he is, basically doesn't want to lose his reputation. Yeah, because he wants to make money and he wants to get back in the good graces of the government, yeah. and he wants to be put in charge of something else. Yeah. Um, but then we got uh, the PE teacher comes out the Terminator wannabe and he punches Stacy Keach's heart out. Yeah. For whatever reason, he stern turns on Stacy Keach. Yeah. Um, Cody gets into a forklift and he impals the PE teacher while his girlfriend ties a chain around yeah. the neck. Hector dies too. Does Hector die? Yeah. I didn't know if Hector died. He tries to shoot Forrest, but Forrest shoots him. Yeah. I guess I want to think that Hector lived because I kind of liked Hector. He was cool. <laughs> yeah, I, did, yeah. I, I did like him. Uh, but uh, so Bryles has the chain around his neck and Cody lowers the forklift, ripping him into pieces. And then uh, Cody says, have a nice stretch, coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie ends as Cody and Christy exit the burned down school behind them. The end. The, the end. The end. What'd you guys think? Uh, I'll go. Um, This is what I wrote. This is exactly what I wrote. Uh, It's not an awful movie, but it seemed a bit lazy in the storytelling. Um, I felt like I was watching a movie that was filmed based on a rough draft of a script or a story. I feel like it could have been a bit better of a movie had there not been so much of an emphasis on the gangs. I mean, I get that the gang violence and the kids being shitheads was all like important uh behind the you know it was the impetus behind the robots coming in the first place but why not just make the reasoning a little different um i came up with the idea because uh, at the beginning of the movie they claim like 75 percent of the school is a gang mm-hmm. um if they're gang members and drug dealers and violent kids why are they even going to school like if there's no cops they're not going to be arrested for truancy i thought that as well like <laughs> so why that don't kind just, of why don't you just go out and do a bunch of gangster shit yeah they all show up to class on time they all have their books they're all ready to learn um so i feel like there is a decent <laughs> seed of a story but it could have been executed a little bit better and thus be a better film i thought the lead was okay but he's like the poor man's cory feldman yeah uh stacy keach was cool um, but I wanted to get a better reason behind his motives. And I half expected him to reveal that he was a robot at the end, mm. which I think might I, have been a cool twist. I thought that, I, yeah, I expected that. And yeah. Um, overall, it wasn't a bad movie. It was a cheesy, like late eighties, early nineties, fun action horror film. Yeah. Um, but it just could have been a little bit better had they taken the time. One thing, and, and that was just me reading my notes. Um, one thing was um, if they could have just been like, Hey, Cody just got out of juvie and he was going back to school. And maybe there was some gangs, but it wasn't like as present that way. I don't know. It could, I get what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause that's kind of one of my gripes. Yeah. Um, and the kids could have been like more like lean on me, like style, like, <laughs> like instead of like, everybody's in a gang, but we're all still showing up to school, but the ki- right. cops aren't showing up, but we're still showing up to school and our parents are all druggies, but we're still showing up to school. Yeah. Um, that all being said, I think I'm going to give this two and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie. Like I found myself kind of into it. I liked, I liked the, the, the robot teachers. I thought they were pretty good as villains. I like Stacy Keach as a villain. And I did like the, the lead. Like I said, he's the poor man's Corey Feldman. I got to stop you right there. You said it twice now. Uh, I think Corey Feldman is the poor man's Corey Feldman because Corey Feldman, <laughs> Corey Feldman is a comedic character in most of the movies he does. This character was not. 
This I he, just thought this, while he was doing it, it felt like remember remember Feldman's character in the Burbs where he's like pizza man, dude, pizza dude, pizza dude. yeah. Like, this that character talk like that. This character, but this character wasn't all pizza dude and like party on and all Maybe that not. shit. Yeah, Maybe it not. was it was a serious it was a serious role. Okay, all right. I'll, and I'll I mean, at the that. most, I, I, the only reason why I say poor man's is because he hasn't done as many films as Corey Feldman. Well, no. So like Feldman's yeah. more. Well, yeah, Feldman's known. Feldman, and yeah, Feldman is known because he does a lot of comedic shit. Right? Yeah, um, but uh, anyway. Yeah, Bradley so, Gregg is. Yeah, it wasn't a comedic role, despite like a couple of one-liners. Yeah, he was most. He was and mostly happened, serious, and that happened mostly at the end. And it felt like that was almost like unnecessary. Yeah, like those one-liners were done very like. I thought they were fun, tongue in cheek at the end. Um, so two and a half heads for me. I I actually liked liked the movie. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Like I said, late eighties, early nineties action horror film fun. Yeah, I can go. Um, my review. Um, I'll expand on it, but if you look at my notes, it has two words: dumb fun. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what I thought about this movie in a nutshell. Uh, it's it is a dumb movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, to Brett's point, I agree. Like the, I thought the the gangbanger kid thing was way over the top. Like, and the kids were like so bad. Like fights yeah. breaking out like every couple minutes yeah. in class. Like, yeah, either have them be just kind of bad kids or troubled kids. Um, yeah, or don't have them at school at all. Or it was just weird. It seemed like yeah, yeah. you have all these really yeah. bad kids that are coming to school every day. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of the robots. Uh, I think they could have done more, and, and I'm sure some of it's budget. Like, but like with the kills and things like that. Like Pam Greer, I thought was really underutilized. Like she really only got like that one kind of fight scene towards the beginning, and then the robot thing at the end. Yeah. I thought she was wasted a little bit. Um, I could have used more Malcolm McDowell. I thought a lot of the acting was pretty over the top. Not the not the best. Um, but overall, I I liked this movie a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, uh, I would watch it again. I gave it three. Oh, cool. Yeah, it. You know, you guys brought up the point of like, why are the gangbanger kids going to school? I think it was a little tongue in cheek. Maybe they wanted to learn. Well, I, I think it was, <laughs> hey, I think it was a little tongue in cheek. Yo, like, teach when we gonna learn about this cellular mitosis. Yeah, I I think it was the fact that uh, no matter how bad the kids were, uh, going to school was always the normal thing to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah like, I get you. it's just like instinct almost. Yeah. It's, you know, it's for years and years, kids have been going to school and it's just something that you have to do. Maybe they were just putting up a front, like that first day of school, they're like, God, I hope somebody just compliments me. On it my, could be on my and new I mean, shoes or notices my new lunchbox. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is school wasn't just a place to learn. It was a place to go to see everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Socialize. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was, um, I think in that regard, you know, whether they, no matter how bad the kids were, they were always going to go to school because it was just the normal thing to do. And it's the normal thing for so many decades. Um, but this was the second time I had seen this movie. Uh, I really like this movie. And the way you talked about it before, I assumed that this was one that you'd seen a bunch of times. No, no, it, no only the, the first only time the he talked to us about it was you, the first time he had seen it. Seen yeah, it. I've okay. seen it. Yeah. We and, drove ah. up here that one day and he was like, I just saw this movie. It was fucking <laughs> rad. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought uh, Bradley Gregg, I, I think he did a great job in playing that, you know, serious kid. Uh, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of dialogue, but I, I thought he did well. Uh, the villains... I thought were fantastic. These are some of my favorite villains uh, in a long time. John P. Ryan, who played Mr. Harden, is a longtime character actor. And it's funny, after I watched this, 
uh, recently. Uh, I was reading about him. He's the main villain in Death Wish 4. Oh. And I was like, holy shit. Like, well, I, no shit. I loved him. him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Patrick Kilpatrick as Mr. Bryles was Wasn't, awesome. Um, His name is Redundant. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, sorry. Patrick Patrick. He's like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't want to kill myself. Uh, I like being me. Uh what uh wasn't um Oh, I'm gonna fucking forget his name. The actor that we like who was in Tusk. Michael Park? Michael Parks. Michael wasn't Parks. Was he in Death Wish Four? He was in Death Wish Five. Oh okay. he was the villain in Death Wish Five. Okay, Another sorry. great villain. There's um, been about twenty Death Wish movies, so <laughs> they're all great. Um <laughs> Yeah, the villains were awesome. I and you know they didn't play their roles like you know, like they were robots. But mm-hmm. I love their dialogue, and I love how, uh, like John P. Ryan, for example, like his eyes would kind of flare, like you know, a little <laughs> bit, like when he was talking, you know, excitedly about you know killing these kids or whatever. Um, <laughs> Even when he was talking about giving them ho- homework, yeah, <laughs> He's like, yeah, they're gonna have homework every yeah. night. Homework, it's gonna be wonderful. But I love how I love how dysfunctional they were, and uh, Stacy Keach was also awesome as as the mastermind. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed Cody's character as the exception to the rule. And the rule was, you know, you had these gangbanger kids and they all, you know, they were all chaotic and, and he was the one that was kind of, you know, he just gotten out of jail and, and he was more level headed and he kind of, he kind of brought that, um, uh, th- that kind of level headedness to the film where there was a lot of chaos, but he was kind of the, the constant that tried to tell everybody else, Hey, something's going on here. And then you had the end result, the end of the movie with the, um, the kids versus the teacher robots. Um, the only flaw and I, and Brett, I think you brought this up or maybe Dave, maybe both of you did, uh, where it would have been cool if Stacy Keach was a robot. Yeah. That would have yeah. been really cool. Yep. Um, that's that it would have been great to see a surprise reveal. But uh, he ended up, you know, just being killed off. And that's 2019, Brett, looking back on a film from 1990. Yeah. Right. It's hard to say, oh, this film that's 30 years old should have had this special review. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can revise it. Yeah. Maybe make Malcolm McDowell bust in at some point (laughs) and say, hey, teacher, leave them kids alone or something like that. (laughs) And, you know, whether it was intentional or not, I love the nod to Terminator. Uh, Terminator was. Oh, I think it was definitely intentional. Yeah, but mind you, this movie came out before Terminator Two. Yeah, that's right. So there was some stuff that I found similar from Terminator Two that was in this movie, like like when the robot uh, PE teacher gets killed at the end. That almost reminded me of the end of T Two. Yeah, mm. like except for the pit of lava, right? Yeah, yeah. But doesn't he get like strung up somehow? Like I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember how T2 uh, ends, but regardless. He puts himself like, on a chain, and yeah, and then they lower him. But there's the, that the scene seal. in Terminator 1 yeah, where right. he's like crawling. He's with crawling. The yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. But uh, I love I love dystopian type movies, um, apocalyptic yep. kind of movies, future where, you know, the future is bleak. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies. But, you know, there were things that could have been a little different. I give it a solid four. Wow. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. The whole cast is great, so uh, be and the, and the story, 3.1. yeah, the story could have been a little better, but I I love it for what it is, and I love watching it multiple times a year. Yep, it's a three point one six seven overall. Yeah, so that's a pretty solid rating. Yeah, um, not a bad movie. No, not at all. I not think, all. like I said, it, it's a fun movie. 
Oh, and something else. Uh, I love the source music that there wasn't really much of an original. Oh, Nine Inch Nails. There's a head like a whole. Yeah, yeah. head like yeah. a hole was in, there. in there. Yeah, there's there's a few there's a few great yeah. songs in this. But I love the whole vibe. I yep. love the whole setting, and uh, they you know the 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 location was true to the story. They filmed it in the suburbs of Seattle. Yeah. Well, another movie that came out in the 1990 uh, was a film that I had never heard of. Actually, it's called Hardware. Now, this movie uh, is an English film, kind of not really set. It's set in more of an ambiguous location. Like, we don't know where the setting, quote unquote, is. Um, I guess I just assumed it was California, but that was just me (laughs) being an American. But I know it's a British film, but there's a lot of desert scenes in it as well. Yeah, I wrote Tatooine. Yeah, it could have been been Tatooine. Um, It was directed by Richard Stanley, also written by Richard Stanley, and it was based on, well, through a lawsuit it was based on <laughs> shock by steve mcmanus and kevin o'neill which was like a four-page uh comic book or comic strip mm-hmm. in uh, punisher Two, war journal yeah 2000 ad and um it stars millen uh millen <laughs> millen dick dermot <laughs> dylan mcdermott stacy travis john lynch and william yeah. hootkins and it and like you mentioned um you brought up shock but some of the other influence cited uh, includes Soylent Green, Damnation Alley, and uh, works of Philip K. Dick. Yes. All right. So the plot of this film is well, we open up. It's a futuristic and, like I said, dystopian, Mad Max esque type of world. We got a guy who's walking through the woods or through the woods. <laughs> he's walking through the woods. There are no trees. No, he's no. walking through the desert. Um, he's like a junk collector. Yeah, and he, he picks up various bits of junk you know who that guy is Iggy Pop no no uh, it is the lead singer of a band called uh, the Fields of the Nephilim yeah Carl McCoy yeah. oh I which, thought it was Iggy Pop who is Iggy Pop Iggy like? Pop's like the DJ like over yeah. the radio oh I yeah. thought Iggy Pop hey. was that guy no 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 oh okay Makes it's sense. 115 degrees outside oh okay alright he's that guy yeah Um. so this junk collector he's wandering through the desert and he's picking up uh various bits of shit and there's like this robot or pieces of a robot whose hand is like moving but the junk collector never sees the hand moving Mm-mm. and he never sees the eyes like glowing or whatever so he picks that those pieces up yeah he retrieves it and he puts it in his little knapsack and um he takes it with him and then we meet uh basically our main character who is mo that's played by dylan mcdermott and his friend shades and these guys are two friends and they're also like scavenging for shit and they collect junk and then mm-hmm. they go sell it to this little guy. Yeah. Um, Alvi. Yeah. Alvi. That actor, do you recognize him? I don't. He's the he's in Willow. I did read that, but I didn't recognize him from Willow. He's he's the he's the big little man in Willow, like oh. the big bossy guy. It's been a while since I've seen Willow actually. <laughs> yeah. But I think I saw that in the theater when it came out. Hmm. I remember being excited for Willow. And then I saw Willow, and I wasn't really excited for it. <laughs> hey, I remember the uh, same here. Yeah, when I saw it, I was uh, like, "Ron yeah. Howard directed Willow." That's weird. And Val Kilmer was in it. Yeah. He played Mad Mardigan. And then you had, of course, Willow. Yeah, playing Willow. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Willow. Willow playing Willow. Wicked. Uh, Warwick, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yeah, he played Wicked Jesus. also. Yeah. 
<laughs> Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Willow playing Willow. Yeah. <laughs> Mount oh, Willow. Willow. Remember when she turns when he turns? That was her a good one. Like a llama. Willow. Willow. Oh man. She's like an old lady. Mad Mardigan wants to bang her, but she turns <laughs> out to be an old lady. He's like, whoops, oh, sorry. It turns out to be the tall man. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> So they they collect junk also yeah. uh, shades and Mo, who uh, shades calls Mo Max, and then he's like, my name's not Max, don't call me that or whatever. Like at one point, I, and that was right when I was like, oh, this is like Mad Max, and uh, I was like, oh, he called him Max. Not there. Don't read anything into that, but it might have been on a nod, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, they go to Alvi. They sell him some junk, and Alvi's like, hey, I gotta go get my glasses to take a look at this shit. Well, while they go get their glasses. The uh, original junk guy from the desert comes in and he wants to sell the robot shit. So Mo says, I'll buy it from you for 50 bucks. Yeah. So he buys it and he looks at the pieces and there's, like I said, the hand, there's a head. And uh, Alvi comes back and he's like, how much for all this stuff? And Alvi undercuts him. And he's like, well, I'm going to keep the head. You buy the yeah, rest you of have the, the shit. Rest. Yeah. And uh, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> And so he's going to go to his girlfriend's house and give her head. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all week to say that <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, but uh, he's going to go give her this uh, robot head. And so uh, him and Shades go to his girlfriend's apartment. And what did you guys think about this girlfriend? Like, she's like locked away in her fucking apartment. Like, it doesn't seem like she ever leaves. Yeah, she's very reclusive. She didn't seem very happy to see him either. Just like, oh. yeah. She wasn't very happy to see anybody. Like someone rings her doorbell earlier on. She gets all pissed off because I guess some guy's been harassing her. She doesn't know who he is. Uh, she talks to security and she's like, some guy's harassing me. And they're like, we didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah. Security guys. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. When Mo and Shades show up, she's like not too happy to see Mo. But she like talks to Shades like it's her best buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which led me to believe that she's been fucking shades oh, while Mo's oh, away. Shades. Oh, some that's shade, what I thought some originally. Shady shit. Yeah, shady. Mm. But then after he gives her head, <laughs> then um, he gives her. She head. does his hug head. him, and that hug goes on for a really long time. Well, uh, and then they fuck. Lo- yeah. Oh yeah. They go, yeah. They, they make up. <laughs> Everything Quickly. seems to be okay. Dylan McDermott's got a robot hand, by the way. Yeah, and he takes he a shower, and I was thinking, it looks like a Nintendo Power Glove. It does. It does. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, when you're in the shower with that, shouldn't you put like a, I don't know, put like a bag a bread, over it, a bread bag? <laughs> yeah, like when you break your arm, yeah. <laughs> put a bag over it. That thing's gonna rust. Yeah. Shouldn't he have? Should have. I would think so. Sure. <laughs> is it stainless steel? I don't know how that could works. Be. It could, could be. be. Well, it's the future. Yeah, I'm assuming this is the future. I think so. I don't know. Oh, they never say so. what futuristic. year it is. It's like probably like the year 2001. Yeah. Very maybe. futuristic. <laughs> so um, anyway, he gives her the head. She's an artist. She like welds shit together. She makes weird sculptures. Yeah. yeah. Shades leaves. Shades goes to get high and like pray to some fucking <laughs> candle God. Yeah. And uh, as he's getting high, Dylan McDermott and uh, the girlfriend. What's her name? Uh, Jill. 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 Yeah. So Mo and Jill, they take a shower, like like we said, and they fuck. <laughs> and as they're fucking, like the robot eyes on yeah, this, the lights come on. Right? The lights come on. Yeah. And it's like it's like wakening itself. Yeah. But also, from across the street, yeah, a little this voyeur. fucking 
Do you know who this guy is? Porkins. It's fucking Porkins. <laughs> yep. From fucking Star Wars. And it's Eckhart. From, Eckhart from uh, Eckhart Batman. Eckhart from Batman. <laughs> yep. This fat fuck. Think e- about the future. He's, he's yeah. dead in real yeah, life. he's dead so. now. He didn't think about the future. Yeah, he <laughs> but he's watching her through this fucking infrared camera fucking bullshit. And he's taking pictures. He's and He's talking like, real dirty. That, take that big dick. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's saying like, some filthy stuff. Yeah. He's so gross. Oh, like, oh yeah. nasty. Yeah. And he's got like a cold sore. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, yeah. he's grotesque. Yeah, no thank you. He's got yeah. like a long ponytail. Like, anybody, we, usually, we usually see this type just, of guy. He at looks the, like a convention. Yeah, convention. Yeah, we, <laughs> you're right, so, Al. We have seen nothing. We've seen new. some of these guys. We're in line this, to see Elvira. Yeah. We've seen this guy before. We know who you are. <laughs> but anyway, he's all sweaty and gross and masturbating on Christmas yeah. Eve. Mm. And uh, meanwhile... <laughs> Pulling on Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so by this point, Jill, Jill takes the robot oh. head and works it into a sculpture because that's what she does. She does art. Yeah. And she's like listening to ministry, I think, while she's... Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Alvi, Alvi is back and he's like researching this fucking hand because he wants to know where it comes from, right. what kind of robot it comes right. from. And he finds out it comes from the Mark fi- Mark 15? 13. Mark, Mark 13, sorry. And so he researches Mark 13, and it comes out that this is a fucking killer robot. Yeah. Whose only weakness is humidity and water. It says it right there. Yeah. So yeah. keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, we won't need to know that later, I'm sure. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> smack you in the face. Yeah. That's it. Everybody got that? <laughs> um, but Alvi calls Mo and he's like, you need to get your fucking ass down here because we need to talk about some shit. He also finds out that this Mark uh, 15, Mark 15? 13. 13. God damn. <laughs> Fuck, bro. How many drinks have you had? 28. <laughs> I've had 13. 15 had 13. drinks. I mean, 15 13. drinks. Um, he finds out that this Mark 13 also has like some poison in it that it can inject into yeah, it's its like victims. needles. Yeah. And it'll kill them like instantaneously. This is a killing machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that the government hasn't approved yet. The government's like, hey, we're not yeah. approving this because it's uh, susceptible to humidity and water. Yeah. So Alvi contacts them and is like, hey, you got to bring that thing back. Well, yeah. You got to come down here. We got to talk about this. Yeah. So Moe's like, all right, I'm going to go meet up with Alvi. Well, meanwhile, Alvi gets got by yeah. the hand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't it, he gets the, does he get the needle? He gets yeah. the needle. Yeah, uh, we don't see it all, but when uh, Mo they, gets there, we hear the audio tape of it happening. Yeah, yeah, and we kind of it's inferred what happens before it happens. And then when we hear the audio tape, we hear Alvin go, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I'm gonna let the go. Doesn't a Mo call Shades to like yeah. have him go over to check on Jill? But he's high as fuck and he yeah. can't even get his pants on. Well, first he calls Jill, and Jill doesn't answer. And so then he calls Shades, and Shades is like, "Yeah, man, I'll do I'll it." Right there, yeah, bro. he's he's tripping. He's tripping balls. I it, got it, you. it was supposed to be LSD, but the um, the the uh, studio didn't want it to be known as LSD. So they, I think they called it something else, or Edge. Or, they, or they implied he it. He got it from Sunny. he got it from Edge. Yeah, <laughs> he got it, he got it the Edge. So he's like, "I'll go check up on her." Well, he he fucks up. So Moe's head back. Meanwhile. Jill wakes up like she was sleeping. I don't know. She's got a weird sleep schedule. Like she sleeps (laughs) and then she wakes up and does a little work. And then you got the Asian neighbors down below banging with a broom on Mm -hmm. the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Like you shut up up there. (laughs) (laughs) And they talk shit. Like weren't they like like, these fucking Americans? Yeah. (laughs) Some shit like like that. that. I don't know what they said. (laughs) Um, But they're trying to have 
they're trying to have their Christmas dinner like straight out of fucking Christmas story. Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurant. Having duck. Yeah, their duck dinner. Um, but uh, the robot is piecing itself together. And one thing that we learn about the Mark 15 is 13. Mark 13, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. It's funny. The one thing that we learn about the Mark 13 is that it will, it has the ability to keep itself charged and reassemble itself and reassemble itself and yeah. charge itself from nearby electronic appliances and stuff. Appliances. Yeah. Well, just so happens that Jill is like fucking master welder of all metal these sculptures <laughs> and stuff. pieces of metal and electronics. It's like perfect. Yeah. Perfect setting. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking Mark 13 mm-hmm. robot couldn't have asked for a better place to get oh, put yeah. into. Yeah. Look at all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So it builds itself uh, slowly but surely. Yeah. Meanwhile, like all of Jill's power goes out because it's sucking all the power. Right. Right. Yeah. So she shuts her blinds at one point to which the neighbor who's fucking tugging on little Willie, <laughs> little, little Porkins is like, Oh, I got to go over there and tell her to open her blinds up because I haven't come yet. And so, uh, he fucking hauls his fat ass over there. Porkins in the cocktail weenie. <laughs> yeah. Porkins in the, what is it? Pig in a blanket. <laughs> Cause you know what that looks like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's got all that foreskin uh-huh, over it. Flat- yeah, or his little micro wiener. His foreskin's longer than his dick. Yeah. His pubes are longer than his fucking foreskin. <laughs> they get like tucked inside of it. Um, Gets in front of the pee hole, so he's got two streams yeah, going at once. They go everywhere. Yeah, he's got to always wipe down the seat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Porkins, great description. Porkins mm. goes over there and he's like, <sighs> he's all out of breath. It's me. Your boyfriend, Mel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing that he does. He fucking prank calls her. And pretends to be Mo. Yeah. And he's yeah. like looking through a painting and he's like, la, 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 la. Didn't it already attempt to kill So gross. Didn't it already attempt to kill her already? No. Well, maybe. Yeah. It does. She traps it in a room. <laughs> she does. And then well, he comes she, over. She loses it. She doesn't know where it is. Because oh. remember, it attacks him from behind the blinds. <laughs> but anyway, somehow he comes over and he's like, <sighs> Listen, uh, you gave me coffee once, black, no sh- two sugars. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and then he's like, I can fix everything because he programmed the security in that building. And that's how he became obsessed with her. Mm. And so, um, you know, there's people at conventions that are like that, too. They go up to these celebrities like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, oh, that, no, when, when we met fucking Crampton. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, that Remember guy. Remember that fucking fool? <laughs> and, and we were having, like, a conversation with her. Yeah. Like, we were actually actually talking to her, at least I like to think, yeah, that, was... that she was enjoying our conversation. And all of a sudden, this guy interrupts us. He's like, I'm sorry oh, to interrupt. I'm sorry. I didn't say it's hi like, to you. You're sorry to interrupt. <laughs> but you're and doing Alan it. was like, well, you fucking did. Alan got all, Alan... Alan got all fired up. Yeah. It was awesome. It was. I don't like rude people. Alan's like usually Especially so when mellow. It's, it's, well, <laughs> and he was pissed. Let me tell you something. <laughs> All right, you tell him, Alan. Let's go. No, no, let me tell you guys something. You know, we go to these shows and we have a good time. And, you know, everyone's cordial and everyone's nice. And, and we pay money to do this. We don't do this for free. You know, we go and, and, and we meet these people. And when you have some guy come up and, like, you know, they're they're a hot shot or something. And, and like, he's nobody. <laughs> he's a nobody. And, you know, it's like, oh, sorry to interrupt. I was like, oh, Barbara, I... I missed you from last time. I and love you just this. tell from her face, bit, like, who you know? the fuck is this? And, and, and you I, don't know, know, I don't know who you are. And, yeah. and these guys don't buy anything. 
They no, yeah. they weren't subscribing to Fangoria like David was. Yeah, David was having his moment, and then this guy walks up. <laughs> well, and I up. stole it. Well, no, <laughs> we all did. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, ultimately, the guy stole it. It's a it. Swerwolf's uh, yeah. uh, subscription. Well, ultimately, exactly. the guy comes up, and I told the guy. It's I communal. Said, I said, hey, if we ever meet you, if we ever see you again, don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> oh, and he got, he was like, what? Oh. Yeah. And then Brett was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody get hurt. <laughs> I was trying to keep things cool. It was, Say bitch be cool. No, it was cool because I said it. <laughs> no, it was I, good. Yeah, he got the point. I said it while she was talking to Dave. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled him over. I said, hey, listen, you do that again. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, well, all right, time to go. See ya. <laughs> Anyway, that's this guy. Yeah, that's, that's fucking this, that's this fucking nurse yes. who's like, oh, I met you once, and uh, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> meanwhile, yeah, he's <laughs> like, but I want to get with you. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Tonight, yeah. I need your sweet caress. Hold me in your arms. <laughs> they should have played that song during what? the love scene or yeah. something. Tonight I need your sweet caress Hold me in the darkness When I was a kid, yeah. I didn't know the rest of the song But I thought he said <laughs> "I thought he said, Tonight you smell like restaurant trash No, you didn't think The, the second part, but I think he says like, uh, oh, What does he say it. in the second part though? Don't we don't know <laughs> You calm my restlessness oh, I think. But it, it sounds like he says like restaurant, restaurant trash. trash Dude, that's a smell we all know <laughs> You go behind a restaurant Nice when do you when do you go behind restaurants? Oh, there's the blood diner. Oh well. <laughs> I don't I find myself going into restaurants, not behind them. Sometimes like if you're sometimes sometimes you don't earn any money. <laughs> sometimes you gotta get scraps. Sometimes they throw away good stuff. I really enjoy the fragrance from bone. this dumpster. Let's go eat. Tonight I smell <laughs> your restaurant trash. Tuna mm. <laughs> smells like restaurant oh. trash. <laughs> <laughs> stanky stank i like oh. your stank uh well porkins likes fucking jill's stank he mm-hmm. gets killed off and he wants to get a little stank on his hang low that's not gonna happen <laughs> but before he leaves he's like he's like you know what you should open up these blinds like a fucking this guy is a fucking mess. doesn't he basically say so i can see you yeah and so he opens up the blinds. Well, meanwhile, the robot comes out and fucks his Drills dude. his ass, like drills him to death. Fucks him up. <laughs> yeah, blood squirts everywhere. <laughs> yep. And Jill's like... <laughs> dude, you know what's good when my notes say? Blood squirts everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, because Porkins deserves it. Oh, yeah. It's a great death. So now the robot's after Jill. Mm-hmm. And Jill's running around. Well... And you guys help me out a little bit here. Is this where she discovers that it fi- it can sense her on infrared? Yeah, yeah. So she hides in the freezer. So, so she the, opens up, yeah, the yeah, freezer, yeah. and she throws everything out, and she hides in there. And the robot is trying to sense her, and it thinks it knows she's in there, but it's like kind of waiting for her to make the move. And it's like that moment where it's like right in front of her face, like yeah. like a fucking T Rex or yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah. Velociraptor, uh-huh. whatever the yeah. fuck gets right in front of someone's face in Jurassic Park, mm. and they're just like, Ooh. "This vision's based on movement." <laughs> yeah. So Mo shades and the security guys show up. Yep, Mo shows up, and they think they destroy it. Yeah, because they shoot it up. They shoot it, but doesn't the robot start downloading itself into the fucking? Security system and cause the doors to go. Conk, 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 conk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then 
uh, one of the security guys gets like chopped in half. Yeah. And the was, other one gets shot. That was brutal too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty brutal. Shades is on one side because he can't jump through. That's a fucking video game right there, by the way. It's just timing. Yeah, yeah you go, wait. <laughs> yeah. Jump. To what Shades ultimately does, but he waits too long. Yeah. Mo goes in. Mo gets injected with the fucking death serum. Right, right. And while he's dying, he's starting to have like fucking hallucinations. Yep. And then Jill all of a sudden is fucking Steve Jobs or fucking Bill Gates. She starts fucking hacking into this guy. (laughs) And the robot starts talking to her, but through the voices of the people that the robot has seen or killed. Right. Because it starts talking like fucking Porkins and singing that fucking Heidi Didi Do song. (laughs) And then it talks like Mo at one point. And it's like, it says something like, I know the secret. And like it, it's starting to t- tell her to get it wet. Mm, yeah, she's like, I haven't been wet in a long time, Mo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Your metal hand just doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> He's all, it's all rusty. <laughs> a rusty trombone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was like in perfect harmony. That's good. I know. You were like, we were we octaves. Were, we were right there. Yeah. So she hacks into it. And I don't know if she discovers that or if it's just coincidence, but she leads the robot into the bathroom. Meanwhile, Shades times the And the, the robot's jump. like, thank God. I got to yeah. take a huge shit. <laughs> He's all, I got him to download something. <laughs> <laughs> download some junk files. <laughs> got to uh, download some restaurant <laughs> trash. <laughs> oh, by the way, your pussy smells like restaurant <laughs> trash. <laughs> She's like, so I've been told. Shades comes fucking Super Mario Brother jumping it in. He's all doink, doink, doink. Um, He gets in just in time to save her as she turns the shower on and the shower hits the robot and the robot gets destroyed. Short circuits. Yep. Johnny Five no longer alive. (laughs) But the radio goes off the alarm clock goes off I, why does she even have a fucking alarm clock this bitch sleeps like two like hours a, then wakes like a, up and welds she's like a fucking cat <laughs> she does whatever the fuck she yeah. wants whenever she yeah. wants you're yep. right she's a fucking cat <laughs> they should have named her cat not yes. jill anyway the radio comes on and it's iggy pop telling us the mark 13 is going live 15. <laughs> and it's going to create like 800 plus jobs with like the defense department so we're going to get a lot yep. more robots yep so go get your job all yeah. you unemployed fucks mm-hmm. by the way i do want to say one thing we forgot lemmy yeah oh uh, yeah he's his, like a ferry yeah, he a boat. taxi driver like water taxi driver yeah and, he, like, plays. and then he's like he's like have you heard this new song and it's fucking motorhead you know who's supposed to get that role originally who Sinead O'Connor oh really yeah I like yeah. Sinead O'Connor but I like Lemmy better Lemmy's cool Lemmy always like all, every motorhead song sounds like he's passing a kidney stone you know he, <laughs> Lemmy does Lemmy does the um, theme song for Triple H in uh, WWE oh, wrestling yeah? and it's like his own specific song like it wasn't just like a they grabbed a motorhead song yeah, that's cool. They did an one, original? and he performed it live at one of the WrestleManias. It was pretty rad. Yeah, he was a cool dude. I I, I was lucky to see Motorhead twice live. Oh, sweet! And uh, I did not. But it's cool because um, he he did this role for a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> that sounds about right. I didn't realize he was British. I don't know anything about. Oh Motorhead. yeah, of course. Uh, All I the do, greats. I do remember our friend John who did the uh, 
logo for the werewolves. Oh yeah, he fucking dressed as Lemmy. Yeah, for, yeah, one of my Halloween, Halloween parties, and he put like these marshmallows on his face, <laughs> the moles, and he like that. painted them. Yeah, it looks really good, that. pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the movie. That that's the end of the movie. Um. That's the movie Hardware. Um. Let's start with Alan. Why don't you go, bud? Okay. So bud, why don't you go, pal? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Hey, chum. Why don't you go? Uh, I'm torn on this one, by the way. All right, so you're gonna wait to see. I'm gonna what wait we... to see what you guys oh, say. Come on, just fuck off. Oh, <laughs> God, you guys are fucking. We're I'm torn between we're zero and five. Come up go. with a fucking like opinion. I came up with one. Well, apparently you're torn. Well, I'm torn between punching you in the kidneys. We'll see what happens. Or punching you in the liver. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, this is uh, as I said. Uh, for class of 1999, I love these dystopian settings, these apocalyptic settings. So uh, that's a, a big thing that I like about this film, uh, the, the bleakness. Um, the acting was okay, uh, but we didn't get much out of um, any of the actors as far as performances. Stacy Travis as Jill... Uh, had some really good scenes with she the was, robot. She was ultimately the main character. She, by the way. yeah. Dylan yeah, McDermott was almost secondary. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, we didn't get a whole lot of any of the characters really. Like there wasn't a whole lot of character depth. Um, but as far as the film itself, uh, what we had out of this film, I enjoyed. Uh, I thought the scenes with the with the robot were great. Uh, the um, the motion that they did, um, everything associated with the production of the robot and the performance, uh, I thought was great. That was uh, Chris Cunningham, who did the makeup effects. Mm -hmm. uh, and he worked on Hellraiser, Nightbreed, Alien 3. Uh, he also directed music videos for Apex Twin and By the way, York. Alien 3, not a bad movie. It's not bad. It's not, it's not, bad. It's not yeah. good, but no. it's not that bad. Uh, one Go of my ahead, favorite sir. things about this film also is the soundtrack, both uh, the original score by Simon Boswell, one of my favorites. And Simon Boswell did Demons 2. Yes. He did Demons yep. 2, Stage Frights, Shallow Grave, Lord of Illusions. Oh, yeah, Lord of Illusions. So um, he did a fantastic job with the original soundtrack, but also the, uh, the source music as well uh, was great. Motorhead. Yeah, they you know Ace of Spades, Motorhead did some. And, Iggy, and by the way, did Ace, Iggy Pop go? Uh, no, it's just his voice. Oh, but uh, something I'm gonna go off track. But Ace of Spades is a great song, but it's not the best Motorhead song, despite what anybody will tell you. <laughs> so there are so many other better Motorhead songs. It's just really like that's their staple. It's I know. just really like energizing. I know, right? It is. But what's your favorite Motorhead song? Um, my favorite Motorhead song. I really like the song "All for You." Um, I like the song "I Got Mine." Um, there's there's a few. Um, I'm so bad, baby. I don't care. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, but there, no Motorhead's. Every great. time someone says Motorhead, I think of Motorin. What's your price for flight? Yeah, That's not motorhead. I, I don't. Sister, <laughs> but, but thank sister you for that. Christian. That's well, okay. You, sister you, Christian. You can take your sister your Christian, and I'll take my motorhead. Motorhead should have covered that song because they did a bunch yeah, of covers. Yeah. Missed opportunity. But this this movie gets extra points uh, for the music, the soundtrack. You got Lemmy, you got Iggy Pop, um, and the setting. The story is the only thing I wish that had been 
a little more engaging. Um, Do you think they would they should have expanded on it more? Sure. Yeah. It it felt like a short story that was just drawn out. Agreed. Agreed. Um, the plot could have been a little better. It's mostly just chaos, and I like chaos, but I like I like a balance. I would have loved to have seen the robot escape and maybe go into other apartment buildings, maybe more characters, um, you know, a little more. Kill, kill the neighbors. Sure, a little downstairs. more A little more expansion. Other, You know, it just felt like you were trapped in the room and you kind of wanted to see more. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't as engaging as I would like for it to be. But with that said, um, I still love everything else about it that I had previously mentioned. I give it a solid three. Okay. What'd you give class of 1999? Four? Four. Okay. So you said three? Yeah. Three. I give it okay. a three. All now right. you guys can take my rating and then decide. Oh, hmm, God. Let's see. Yeah, I'll go we next. always listen to Alan. <laughs> oh, if Alan likes right. it, we're going to like it. So, no. Sometimes uh, you guys hate it. I mentioned uh, in class of 99, my review uh, was two words. Um, this one is five. Mm. It says tons of style little substance oh tons of sound yep yeah so that makes sense um to me that was kind of this movie in a nutshell like i loved the way this movie looked yeah like it looked like it was part blade runner um it was part was there a movie called strange days yes did it kind of remind you uh, of I that movie in a long time but yeah i think so that's the Catherine uh, Catherine like, bigelow film. it's like that whole 90s there was lots a of, 90s lots of, feel yeah, lots of colors yes like lots of reds yes mm-hmm. lots of orange oh that's something else normally robot movies and things like that they'll or use blues. a lot of blues and a lot of white there was a lot of orange and a, a lot, lot of, of reds yeah. right but but this was a lot of reds and a lot of orange too <laughs> yeah a lot of reds a lot of orange um yeah it, to me it was a combination of like blade runner with a little bit of terminator a little bit of predator a little bit of alien it had a lot of stuff from other things yeah mm-hmm. um but i really liked that this movie had a really low budget, but they it looks great. It like, looks great. They did a lot with a little. Yeah. Um, however, the, the budget was only one point five million dollars. Jesus yeah. Christ! So the movie looks incredible for yeah. its budget, but they did the Phantasm most. Two had three million, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's just the um, the uh, the perfor- like the story's really thin. Like it is. It I is. don't really. There's no characters I feel invested in. Right. Um, I don't really care. Like, we don't know enough any- about yeah. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the movie just kind of plods along. Um, there's some cool action sequences and stuff. I I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, and to be honest, I liked it more than I thought it would. I gave it two and a half. Two and a half. Well, I I agree with everything that you guys have said pretty much. I I did enjoy the movie. I almost thought of it as a play. I thought it could be a stage play, like with the exception of a robot coming out and <laughs> killing people. But it's only set in one setting, pretty much. The whole movie is just in Jill's apartment. Yeah, um, you got it's very little, confined, mm-hmm. and it all happens in one night. And I, and that goes to your guys's point of it being a short story. And I think that there could have been a little bit more. It should have either been more summed up or the the length that it did go should have been more content. Yeah, and I think there could have been less of some, some things and more of other things. Like do we need the scene like with shades like getting all fucked up and with the with the candles? Maybe we do. But it doesn't add anything. It just adds to the fact that he's fucked up later on. Yeah. But but we don't really need that. Uh do we need certain things like probably not but stylistically like i did dig this movie like yeah. it was very 
like I said, it was like going from 89 to 90. Like there was definitely a transition uh, being around at that time and being like a, almost a teenager, a preteen or a tween into a teenager. Like I saw a shift from what it was like in the 80s to the 90s. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of overlapping years, but like 88 to 91 are two totally different eras. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like this movie represents what it was like to be in the 90s. Yeah. And it was like this whole dystopian. And like you mm-hmm. said, the use of the orange colors. And I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't think about that. But they use these colors. The cinematography, I think, was pretty good. The effects were pretty good. It wasn't a horror movie to me. It was a sci-fi, sci-fi. film. I gave it a two and a half. And I was torn between two and a half and three. Yeah. But I'm giving it a two and a half because I yeah. find there to be certain things that could have gotten yeah. a little bit better. But I enjoyed the movie. No, it's like it's, I enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, I will say this: yeah, I, I like Class too. of 1999 probably better. Yeah. Like I would watch yeah, that one over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one. But I would watch this one again. Yeah, me too. And I could be convinced to maybe like this one a little bit more than I do. Maybe I wouldn't give it a better rating, but maybe like it a little bit. What'd more. What'd you give Class? Two and a half. Two and a half. So you give them both two and a half. I gave them both two and a half. I did like Class of 1999 more, yeah. but I, I thought this movie had more style. Well, that's, this and that's how I felt. I was yeah. also torn. So I gave this one two and a half, and I gave Class of 99 three. And I almost went three on this one. Yeah. But I gave this one two and a half because, yeah, I do. That's And I, that's where I, I was like going to. I Class of 99 better. Well, it's definitely horror. It's sci-fi horror, like straight it up. Is, oh, it is sci-fi yeah. horror. And there is, the, there is a couple of moments like... When the robot kills Porkins, there's elements of surprise. Yeah, there is. You know, um, but but again, to David's point, like I would like to care about these characters a little bit more. We meet Mo right. and Shades in mid conversation. Right. We meet Jill, and she's kind of sure. a bitch right away. Yeah, like why don't we like her? I yeah. I cared yeah. about the characters much more in Class of 1999. Yeah, me I too. agree. Oh, me too. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And again, Class of 1999 is one of those movies that I'd probably watch again. Oh, yeah. I would. Definitely. Definitely. And I'd probably watch it again with a group of people and like, hey, let's watch this fucking fucking movie. Yeah. Um, This movie is more of a movie I'd watch by myself. And I don't know if I mentioned it. Did I mention it already when we did Class of 99 that I watched it with my wife? Uh, no, you I don't think I did. But um, I think you told me. Yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was one of the blood movies. Uh, I did watch. Well, she watched Blood Rage with me uh, also. And but, she um, liked that one. Yeah. Um, she watched Class of 1999. And, and it was she, one of those where I could tell she was pretending not to be interested, but was interested. And a couple like, times really? I asked questions because I missed something taking notes. And she filled me in because she uh. was paying attention. <laughs> and like, so when, it was she over, liked she, it? when it was over, she's like, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah, not it's bad. Good. Yeah. Um, so both and this of, one's okay, too. Both of them. What is this one? Average two point what six seven? Uh, that would be two point six seven. Yeah. So this one's two point six seven. I believe class of nineteen ninety nine is. I forget what we rated it, but both of them are about the same. And Alan, I told you on the way up here, there I was surprised by which movie I liked the best out of the movies that we we're going to do on this podcast recording, and your movies. The movies that you picked were the ones that I liked the most. And well, why usually, are you surprised? I have such a good taste. <laughs> you do have good taste, Alan. But usually you and I disagree. Well, <laughs> we're on opposite ends of the spectrum a lot of the times. Well, you're on the wrong end. Um, well, you know, So says you <laughs> and only you. Um, but I encourage everybody to watch these movies. Yeah. There's a, there's 
a lot of, we, you know, I was putting together the list of, um, uh, of our ratings and you got to oh, post that yeah, on our yeah, website. I do. Uh, I put together a spreadsheet that shows our ratings of all the movies that we've reviewed over the past almost year. And there's the, still a few we got to go back and actually rate because yeah, there were there some is. that we didn't. Uh, so <laughs> but we'll, we'll sign, we'll send retroactive ratings to those. The, uh, and we did that with the fly. Yeah. But the movies that we've rated the highest, or at least that I've rated the highest, have been all sci-fi horror. Oh, the thing. Is the, the thing. One we, that's what we retroactively. The rated. Fly and Alien. Yeah. Are the top three movies I think uh, of hmm. of our ratings, and those are all sci-fi horror. Interesting. It is interesting. I find that very interesting. I like I like sci-fi movies. I'm trying to remember what all, what all I gave a five to. I know I gave Bone Tomahawk a five. I gave Mandy a five. Oh, I can't remember what else. You gave the thing. The thing, yeah. I think it's a five. Yeah, but is I'm just thing, saying. Overall, is the thing our only universal five that all three of us gave five? I think it is. I think so. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think you guys gave Alien or the Fly. Oh, wait, I gave the Fly. Or, no, I gave the Alien. I think a five. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, <laughs> we'll look into it. But if there's movies that you think we should have re- uh, reviewed uh, as a five, or if you've seen either one of these films, we'd love to hear from you. And you can contact us many different ways. David, how can they contact <laughs> us? Uh, you can contact us several ways. Uh, we are on Twitter as the Swearwolves. We're also the Swearwolves on Facebook. We're on Instagram as the Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, there's our website, theswearwolves.com, where you can leave us a comment. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com, uh, or you can find our videos on YouTube uh, where we are the swearwolves. So for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And your pussy smells like restaurant trash. Nummy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 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 Nummy. Contest a little. Take two. Take two. Boop. All right. <clears throat> oh. Oops. Sorry. What was that? Was it one of our phones? Not mine. Ours, uh, what was our sound? I'm on airplane mode. We should do this whole episode talking like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> well, welcome, Mr. Potter. Welcome to the Swearwolves podcast. Scissors pedals. <laughs> you're, you're, you're crazy, man. You're screwy. <laughs> Mary. Uh, Mr. Potter. Uh, old man Potter. Looks like you're going to live in Pottersville. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lasso the moon. I'm pulling down here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Gals come out tonight. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. That's a great movie. Oh, good lord. Hold on. I need a sip of this beverage. We're gonna have to do another mm. holiday films coming up soon. Oh, we yeah. got th- we got uh Halloween coming up. Yes. 
So Merry we, Christmas, Haddonfield. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you old booby house. <laughs> we got Thanksgiving. Well, we already did Blood Rage, so we got to do like Thanksgiving. I think that's yeah, a movie. yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, and then obviously Christmas. We did Silent Night, Deadly Night already last year, but we got our year anniversary coming up. This will be episode forty. This will be forty-nine or no, no, no. This is fifty. Fifty. So we're coming up. Next um, time we record is fifty-two. That's one year. Oh my god! Alan's falling asleep. I'm fifty. <laughs> fifty years old. Alan, Alan's gonna fall asleep. You gotta ca- to get talking Christ. about these robots. Mm. Is we ready? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. And in three, two, 